Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd, and we start with local news. School districts across Tennessee were awaiting Friday the expected release of the first batch of TCAP test scores amid concerns over the state's new third grade retention law. Officials with the Tennessee Department of Education later stated that districts received the information by approximately 4 p.m. Friday afternoon. Murray County Public Schools Communications Director Jack Cobb stated that Murray County Public Schools received its test scores late Friday afternoon. Murray County Public Schools is currently looking at retesting 60% of our third graders for possible retention or needs for tutoring next year, Cobb said via email. Further study of the data from the Tennessee Department of Education revised that number to 63%, with 37.5% of Murray County Public Schools third graders scoring approaching expectations and 25.9% scoring below expectations, Murray County Public Schools scored 27.4% of third graders meets expectations and just 9.1% scored as exceeds expectations. Parents were to be notified this week if their child would need to retake the test or attend a summer reading camp. The state's testing window runs from now until June 5th and Murray County Public Schools is supposed to begin its summer program on June 5th, Cobb said. Currently, a state law passed in 2021 will require third graders who score below met or exceeded expectations on the English language arts portion of the TCAP to either repeat the grade or attend a summer reading camp or tutoring program. Lawmakers passed the retention law during a special session aimed at boosting literacy rates after pandemic-related closures. Based on 2022 test results, around 65% of third-grade students statewide failed to score highly enough on TCAP testing to not be affected by the new law. There are several exceptions to the rule for students with disabilities, students who have previously been retained, and students with English as a second language. Students can also take a summer reading bridge camp where they must have 90% attendance and maintain a state-funded tutor during fourth grade to advance. Students can also retake the TCAP test in advance. We'll have more on TCAP scores statewide later in the broadcast. Murray Regional Emergency Medical Services, or EMS, team members were recognized on May 4th as part of the Children's Emergency Care Alliance of Tennessee's 15th Annual Star of Life Award Ceremony. The group was honored alongside the Columbia Fire and Rescue Department for providing life-saving care to a newborn during a preterm delivery call. They were given the Star of Life Award for Region 6. I'm so proud of our team for the life-saving work they did on this call and the compassion and care they showed after it, said Michael Donovan, director of Murray Regional EMS. Their commitment to the newborn and her family was inspiring. They're so deserving of the Star of Life Award, he said. Katana Garrett of Columbia called 911 on October 5th of 2021 when she suddenly went into labor at home at only 25 weeks pregnant. Her newborn daughter, Zamila Camilla Miracle Garrett, was barely breathing when first responders arrived, led by paramedics Cody Hill and Jamie Roan. Thanks to their quick response and valiant efforts, Zamila survived. After four months in a neonatal intensive care unit, the happy, healthy baby was discharged. While Zamila was in the NICU, Ronan Hill, paramedics with Murray Regional EMS, kept up with her status and collected gas money to donate to Katana and her partner for the drive to the hospital. 
Roan and Hill also collected enough donations of baby supplies to fill two ambulances that they donated to the family. Kitana named Roan and Hill Zamila's godparents, and they even helped host a first birthday party for Zamila in October. The relationship was featured on Good Morning America and local news outlets. That morning, it was almost like every single star aligned perfectly. We were calm given the situation, we were prepared for what we were about to encounter, and any, every one of our treatment efforts made a difference, Hill said. After we transport a patient, it is pretty rare that we receive any feedback on the patient's outcome, but we knew for this case we were going to be right by Katana's side. Along with Ronan Hill, Murray Regional EMS paramedics Chris B., Tim Hobbs, and Brian Peters, dispatcher Chaz Taylor, and Columbia Fire and Rescue firefighters Andrew Kaiser, Mason Potts, Chance Bland, and Chris Weber were recognized at the award ceremony. The Star of Life Awards honor the accomplishments of EMS personnel across the state of Tennessee who show exemplary life-saving care to adult and pediatric patients. Recipients are selected from each of the eight EMS regions in Tennessee, along with an overall state winner. The EMS agencies are presented with a Stone Star Award, and each member of the EMS team involved receives a certificate and a Star of Life lapel pin that is worn on their dress uniform. Each survivor also receives a certificate of new life showing their bravery and resiliency to commemorate their recovery journey. The Star of Life Award was a career and personal goal of mine, and to receive due to such a special family to us made it even more memorable and meaningful, Roan said. I'm so, ver so very proud of Zamila and her parents. Murray Regional Health has a dedicated and highly trained staff of paramedics and emergency medical technicians who respond to ambulance calls across Lewis, Murray, and Wayne counties and utilize the latest life-saving technology. Regional helicopter services are also used to transfer patients to local emergency rooms as well as to regional trauma or specialty centers when necessary. For more information on Murray Regional EMS, visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash EMS. The Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce is excited to announce its highly anticipated annual extravaganza, Experience Spring Hill, the event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union. The family-friendly free event will take place on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Summit High School. Featuring over 100 vendors offering a diverse range of products and services, Experience Spring Hill, the event, will showcase the vibrant community of Spring Hill in one convenient location. The event will also offer a plethora of activities to delight all ages, including a touch-a-truck display, an exhilarating bounce house, an engaging golf simulator, an exciting video game area, an immersive virtual reality station, lively dance demonstrations from local studios, appearance by beloved famous characters, and a medley of entertaining games with fabulous prizes. Furthermore, the City of Spring Hills Library, Parks, Police, Fire, and Administrative Services will be present, providing valuable community information on-site. Rebecca Melton, the Executive Director of the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, expressed her enthusiasm for the return of the annual Eat, Shop, and Play event. She stated, Our organization's mission is to positively influence the business culture to create a better Spring Hill, and this event allows us to showcase the many local businesses and organizations that embody our mission. 
bringing together representatives from the Spring Hill Welcome Center, Visit Franklin, Experience Murray, Visit Columbia, and South Central Tennessee Tourism Association under one roof. A new attraction at the event will be a Tennessee Travels exhibit area, featuring the very best in the area's local tourism, attractions, hidden gems, and adventures. We are thrilled to be the presenting sponsor of Experience Spring Hill, the event once again this year, said Chris Wagner of Liberty Federal Credit Union in Spring Hill. Participating in this event allows us to connect with and wholeheartedly support the Spring Hill community in a meaningful and impactful way, he said. For further information about the event, please visit the official website at www.experiencespringhill.com. The future of how a city will be shaped and developed is determined by many factors, one of them being input from the public on the top priorities. Connect Columbia, the city's long-term comprehensive plan, is set to receive an update later this year. Adopted in January of 2018, the plan serves as a blueprint covering many aspects of future growth and development, such as preserving green space, road and infrastructure projects, capital improvements, and regulations to preserve certain character areas. In February, the city hosted a public forum at Fairview Park where the public was allowed the opportunity to give its input on what projects it would like to see happen, what decisions it hopes future leaders will make, and how they envision Columbia over the next 10 to 20 years. A second and final Connect Columbia Town Hall will be held today, Tuesday, May 23rd from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at Riverwalk Park, located at 102 Riverside Drive in Columbia, with the public invited to share input as well as learn about the major topics suggested at the first meeting. This second meeting will show people some ideas for changes, since the first one was about gathering general input from people, as well as some further input before we prepare a draft for the Planning Commission on the new plan. City planner Kevin McCarthy said, People were giving suggestions on parks and greenways, certain amenities they want to see. Some people shared what transportation projects they thought were most important, but the big thing was directing where people want to see growth occur in the city and what the character of that growth should be like, he said. McCarthy added that this will be the last opportunity for the public to be given an open forum to make suggestions, and it will provide information about what the new plan would suggest prior to it entering the approval phases with the city. While city meetings provide the opportunity for public comment, meetings like Tuesday's town hall are the most direct approach to providing input to city planning staff. There will be opportunities for public input at those meetings, but this will be the last informal, more of a festival-like sort of meeting, McCarthy said. For more information, you can contact the city's planning and zoning staff by calling 931-560-1531. You can view the current Connect Columbia Comprehensive Plan at www.columbiatn.com. The City of Columbia is proud to announce the adoption of an official Columbia flag. The winning flag was designed by local resident and business owner Bryson Leach and was the top vote-getter selected by the community in an online flag design competition completed in April. In January, city leaders began the process to adopt a flag for Columbia, something Mayor Chaz Mulder showed an interest in since his first term in office. It wasn't until recently when a local high school student contacted the mayor about the flag that it sparked conversation about a design competition that would turn the flag idea into a reality. It is appropriate that the city is adopting an official Columbia flag, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. It all started with an email from Nathaniel Bliss, an Eagle Scout candidate. I'm grateful he initiated the conversation about the need for a Columbia flag. 
With his initiative and the research he put in on the front end, this project would not have happened, Mulder said. Columbia deserves to be honored with its own flag. It is a powerful symbol that represents our community and its people, our past, our present, and our future, he said. Nathaniel Bliss has followed the flag competition process closely and even helped spread the word with the help of his fellow scouts. I was inspired to have this flag contest as my Eagle Scout project because of my fascination with vexillology. I have always found it interesting how a simple piece of fabric can have such powerful symbolism drawing on the history, culture, and people of city, commented Bliss. Another reason I chose this as my project is because it will have a lasting impact on Columbia and will be a part of Columbia's history. I hope the people of our great city are as invested in this as I am. I'm glad I was able to be a part of this moment, and I will be excited to see the flag waving above City Hall and wherever people choose to fly it for the first time, he said. City leaders wanted this to be a community-inspired project from design to selection. Citizens were first invited to submit their design ideas and provide a narrative explaining why they chose their particular design. Flag design guidelines were provided by the North American Vexillological Association that emphasized the importance of simple designs with minimal but meaningful use of colors and symbols. There were 41 qualifying designs submitted, which were reviewed by the Columbia Arts Council. They narrowed the field to three finalists, Bryson Leach, Amanda Bird, and George Vrelis. Then those three designs were shared online, and the community were asked to vote for their favorite, with Bryson Leach's design garnering the most votes. I am honored that my design was selected as the new city flag, said Leach. As a lifelong resident of Columbia, it's an absolute joy that I'm able to contribute something that will be a lasting legacy and symbol of the true spirit of our citizens in this place we love, he said. According to Leach, his flag design was created to symbolize Columbia's interwoven history, diversity, and leadership among its citizens and its place in the world. It features a two-tone field of blue over red, representing Columbia's presidential history, while paying homage to the state of Tennessee and its flag. A horizontal wave of blue and red stripes across the middle represents the Duck River, with the weaving of red and blue representing Columbia's diversity and its place in civil rights history. Finally, a white star in the upper left corner represents Columbia as the county seat and its place in technological, industrial, civic, and community leadership. The public will be invited to attend a flag-raising ceremony in June. The new Columbia flag will be flown at all city facilities. Join Murray Alliance on Wednesday, May 24th at 8.30 a.m. in their downstairs conference room located at 106 West, 7th, I'm sorry, 106 West 6th Street for a small business workshop on digital advertising hosted by High Beam Marketing. During this event, you will learn about the most important trends for 2023, get one-on-one help from our seasonal seasoned <laughs> seasoned digital advertising experts and understand how to evaluate potential agency partners. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this workshop is for you. Bring questions related to your digital advertising strategy and High Beam Marketing will point you in the right direction. You will leave this workshop feeling empowered to take the right next steps. Spaces for this workshop are limited, and Chick-fil-A breakfast will be included, so be sure to register now to secure your spot. Visit www.murrayalliance.com for more information. The African-American Heritage Society of Murray County announces a fundraising luncheon for the creation of an African-American museum and cultural center in Columbia. The fundraising luncheon is scheduled for Saturday, May 27th at 11.45 a.m. at West 7th Church of Christ, located at 405 West 7th Street in Columbia. 
Tickets to the luncheon are free, though a $10 donation for the catered lunch is suggested. Funds raised from this event will help establish an African-American museum and cultural center in Murray County. Joanne McClellan, president of the African-American Heritage Society of Murray County, serves as the featured speaker for this event. Her presentation is entitled, Making a Way for Themselves, Faith, Family, Education, and Entrepreneurship, and showcases the courageous stories of African-Americans in Murray County. The event is co-sponsored by St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Columbia. The Society's vision is an indoor museum space to tell the stories of the struggles and triumphs of African-Americans, said McClellan. The exhibits and programming will include stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things to build the African-American community by establishing churches, schools, businesses, and benevolent organizations, she said. Other presenters at the event include Representative Scott Sapicki, the Reverend Father Chris Bowie from St. Peter's Episcopal Church, and Bishop Phoebe Ralph from the Episcopal Diocese of West Tennessee. St. Peter's is delighted to be a part of raising the voices and stories of resilience, success, and influence in the African-American community in Columbia, both before and after the Civil War, said Bowie. The experience of the gospel of Jesus Christ has been particularly important to the African-American community in Murray County and has played a vital role not only in religion, but also in education, he said. To register for the event, you can visit www.stpeterscolumbia.org forward slash AAHSMC. Founded in 2012, the African American Heritage Society of Murray County is a nonprofit 501c3 organization whose mission is to preserve the heritage and history of African Americans in Murray County, Tennessee. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Francis May Davis Love, 74, a resident of Les Chapel Road in Spring Hill, passed away Saturday, May 20th. Funeral services will be conducted on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, with Terry Jones officiating. Burial will follow in Love Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well. But we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of sun and clouds. The high will reach 79 degrees today with winds out of the southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies and a low of 56. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners have the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. More than half of Tennessee third graders fell short of a threshold required to move on to fourth grade unless they meet exception standards, exemption standards rather, up there 
to up their scores in a retake, attend summer school, undergo tutoring, or file an appeal. The state education department said in a news release Monday that 60% of third graders scored as below or approaching proficiency on the English language arts section of the Tennessee Comprehensive Assessment Program, or TCAP. Raw scores from the reading test were released to districts around 3.30 p.m. Friday after school let out for the day. The scores did not factor in automatic exemptions from students who are still learning English, have a disability that impacts their reading, or were previously held back. That was up to districts to sort out, along with notifying families about scores and what their next steps are. Some districts worked through the weekend to notify parents. Retesting was set as early as Monday for some. Metro Nashville Public Schools estimated 39% of third graders scored below or approaching proficiency, not including students the district predicted would be exempt. Tennessee has some of the highest standards in the nation for student expectations, and while we all strive to help them meet those goals, students all start from different places, and teachers work hard to ensure that they are making growth and progress in their learning journey, said Director of Metro Schools Adrian Battle in a news release. In Knox County Schools, Robertson County Schools, and the Clarksville-Montgomery County School System, around 40% of third graders scored as below or approaching proficiency. In Wilson County Schools, that number came in at approximately 35%. In Rutherford County Schools, it was about 30 Dixon County Schools projected that around 35% of third graders fell short of the threshold after factoring in exemptions and retakes. More than 70 of the 327 students who did not meet proficiency standards were within three points of passing, according to district spokesperson Danny Weeks. Roughly 110 more are expected to meet the state's state's exemption guidelines. In Murray County, 63% of third graders will be retesting for possible retention or needs for tutoring next school year. The release of scores set off a quick-paced timeline for parents to decide whether to place their children in summer school, tutoring, or both. An appeal process is also open until mid-June. Last year, around 65% of third graders in Tennessee fell below the threshold. This year's scores show improvement, which the Tennessee Department of Education attributed to the rollout of a comprehensive K-3 literacy strategy across Tennessee public schools. The ability to read at grade level determines a student's success in the classroom and beyond, and we're encouraged that our strategic literacy investments have already resulted in historic gains across the state, Governor Bill Lee said in Monday's news release. As we continue our work to deliver strong reading skills to benefit every student, we're committed to giving families multiple pathways that will support student promotion and achievement, he wrote. Here is how many third graders scored in each English language arts category, according to this year's raw scores. 25% scored below proficiency, about 35% approaching proficiency, 27% met proficiency, and 13% exceeded proficiency. This year's third grade English language arts scores marked the largest single year increase since 2017, the education department said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today.
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story of the day. Bring the kids to the Storybook Trail, located along the Nature Trail in Murray County Park, for a monthly seasonal story. The June story is The Honeybee by Kirsten Hall and Isabel Arsenault. Buzz from flower to flower with a sweet honeybee in this timely, clever, and breathtakingly gorgeous picture book. To access the trail, enter Murray County Park and continue straight on the main park road, Pass the Kids' Kingdom Playground on the right and continue straight up the hill. Halfway up the hill, there is a trailhead with parking on the right. The Storybook Trail features storybooks presented on child height panels along a short, accessible trail to promote adult-child interaction around books and nature in a healthy outdoor activity. Books are rotated monthly, so there's always a new seasonal story to enjoy. Murray County Park is located at 1018 Murray County Park Drive in Columbia. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.